Good morning, Fernando. We're going to read June 4, today's reading, 2 Samuel 22, verse 1, 23 to 23, 23. Let us open the meeting, actually the Bible study, the Word of God, with a moment of silence, <laughs> followed by a good prayer. Uh, how about the Benjamin Franklin prayer? It went like this. Bountiful Father, merciful guide, powerful goodness, dictate to me my truest interests and strengthen my resolutions to perform what the Spirit dictates. Accept my kind offices to your other children as the only way to pay back for your continual favors to me. Amen. Amen. Okay. Okay, go ahead, Anne. I'm, in, I'm reading from Second Samuel 22.1 to 23.23. David sang this song to the Lord on the day the Lord rescued him from all his enemies and from Saul. He sang, The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my Savior. My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He's my shield, the power that saves me, and my place of safety. He's my refuge, my Savior, the one who saves me from violence. I called on the Lord who is worthy of praise and he saved me from my enemies. The waves of death overwhelmed me. The floods of destruction swept over me. The grave wrapped its ropes around me. Death laid a trap in my path, but in my distress I cried out to the Lord. Yes, I cried to my God for help. He heard me from his sanctuary. My cry reached his ears. Then the earth quaked and trembled. The foundations of the heavens shook. They quaked because of his anger. Smoke poured from his nostrils. Fierce flames leaped from his mouth. Glowing coals blazed forth from him. He opened the heavens and came down. Dark storm clouds were beneath his feet. Mountain on a mighty angelic being. He flew soaring on the wings of the wind. He shrouded himself in darkness, veiling his approach with dense rain clouds. A great brightness shone around him, and burning clothes blazed forth. The Lord thundered from heaven. The voice of the Most High resounded. He shot arrows and scattered his enemies. His lightning flashed, and they were confused. Then at the command of the Lord, at the blast of his breath, the bottom of the sea could be seen, and the foundations of the earth were laid bare. Wow. He reached down from heaven and rescued me. He drew me out of deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemies, from those who hated me and were too strong for me. They attacked me at any at a moment when I was in distress, but the Lord supported me. He led me to a place of safety. He rescued me because he delights in me. The Lord rewarded me for doing right. He restored me because of my innocence. Amen. For I have kept the ways of the Lord. I have not turned from my God to follow evil. I have followed all his regulations. I have never abandoned his decrees. I, I am blameless before God. I have kept myself from sin. The Lord rewarded me for doing right. He has seen my innocence. To the faithful you show yourself faithful. To those with integrity you show integrity. To the pure you show yourself pure, but to the wicked you show yourself hostile. You rescue the humble, but your eyes watch the proud and humiliate them. O Lord, you are my lamp. The Lord lights up my darkness. 
In your strength I can crush an army. With my God I can scale any wall. God's way is perfect. All the Lord's promises prove true. He is a shield for all who look to him for protection. For who is God except the Lord? Who but our God is a solid rock? God is my strong fortress, and he makes my way perfect. He makes me as sure-footed as a deer, enabling me to stand on mountain heights. He trains my hands for the battle. He strengthens my arm to draw a bronze bow. You have given me your shield of victory. Your help has made me great. You have made me a wide path for my feet. You have made a wide path for my feet to keep them from slipping. I chased my enemies and destroyed them. I did not stop until they were conquered. I consumed them. I struck them down so they did not get up. They fell beneath my feet. You have armed me with strength for the battle. You have subdued my enemies under my feet. You placed my foot on their necks. I have destroyed all who hated me. They looked for help, but no one came to their rescue. They even cried to the Lord, but he refused to answer. I ground them as fine as the dust of the earth. I trampled them in the gutter like dirt. You gave me victory over my accusers. You preserved me as the ruler of our nations. People I don't even know now serve me. Foreign nations cringe before me. As soon as they hear of me, they submit. They all lose their courage and come trembling from their strongholds. The Lord lives. Praise to my rock. May God, the rock of my salvation, be exalted. He is the God who pays back those who harm me. He brings down the nations under me and delivers me from my enemies. You hold me safe beyond the reach of my enemies. You save me from the violent opponents. For this, O Lord, I will praise you among the nations. I will pray I will sing praises to your name. You will give great victories to your king. You show unfailing love to your anointed, to David and all his descendants forever. These are the last words of David. David the son of Jesse speaks. David the man who was raised up so high. David the man anointed by the God of Jacob. David the sweet psalmist of Israel. The Spirit of the Lord speaks through me. His words are upon my tongue. The God of Israel spoke. The rock of Israel said to me, The one who rules righteously, who rules in the fear of God, is like the lightning of morning at sunrise, like a morning cloud like a morning without clouds, like the gleaming of the sun on the new grass after the after rain. It is not my family God has chosen. Yes, he has made an everlasting covenant with me. His agreement is arranged and is and guaranteed in every detail. He will ensure my safety and success. But the godless are like thorns to be thrown away, for they tear the hand that touches them. One must use iron tools to chop them down. They will be totally consumed by fire. These are the names of David's mightiest warriors. The first was Lashobim, the Hakamite, who was leader of the three, the three mightiest warriors among David's men. He once used his spear to kill 800 enemy warriors in a single battle. Next in rank among the three was Eleazar, son of Dodai, a descendant of Aho. Once Eleazar and David stood together against the Philistines when the entire Israelite army had fled. He killed, the, he killed Philistines until his hand was too tired to lift his sword, and the Lord gave him a great victory that day. 
The rest of the army did not return until it was time to collect the plunder. Next in rank was Shammah, the son of Agi, from Harar. One time the Philistines gathered at Lehi and attacked the Israelites in a field full of lentils. The Israelite army fled, but Shammah held his ground in the middle of the field and beat back the Philistines, so the Lord brought about a great victory. Once during the harvest, when David was at the cave of Adullam, the Philistine army was camped in the valley of Raphim. The three who were among the thirty, an elite group among David's fighting men, went down to meet him there. David was staying in the stronghold at the time, and a Philistine detachment was had occupied the town of Bethlehem. David remarked strongly to uh, David remarked longingly to his men, "Oh, how I would love some of good water from the well by the gate at Bethlehem, in Bethlehem." So the three broke through the Philistine lines, drew some water from the well by the gate in Bethlehem, and brought it back to David. But he refused to drink it. Instead, he poured it out as an offering to the Lord. The Lord forbid that I should drink this, he exclaimed. This water is as precious as the blood of these men who risked their lives to bring it to me. So David did not drink it. These are examples of the exploits of the three. Abishai, son of Zeruiah, the brother of Joab, was a leader of 30. He once used his spear to kill 300 enemy warriors in a single battle. It was by such feats that he became as famous as the three. Abishai was the most famous of the thirty and was their commander, though he was not one of the three. There was also Benaniah, son of Jehoiada, a valiant warrior from Kabzeel. He did many heroic deeds, which included killing two champions of Moab. Another time on a snowy day, he chased a lion down into a pit and killed it. Once armed only with a club, he killed a great Egyptian warrior who was armed with a spear. Benaiah wrenched the spear from the Egyptian's hand and killed him with it. Deeds like these make Benaiah as famous as the three mightiest warriors. He was more honored than not one of the three. He was not one of the three. He was more honored than the other members of the thirty, though he was not one of the three. And David made him captain of his bodyguard. Woohoo! Man, amazing, amazing testimony of skilled man. Amen. And uh, uh, you know, warriors, warriors, were renowned of old. You know, that had an incredible anointing. Only yes. by the anointing of God can they kill eight hundred. Amen. Can I believe that they kill eight hundred in a single battle? You know, um, if you would see the warriors, how fierce they were, how your blood would run cold. I have seen Jesus in his warrior outfit, and my blood ran cold. He was um, extremely violent looking, mm. you know, as a warrior. As a warrior. His stand was a warrior stand. And, um, and I'm so glad I saw that, you know. He was... Uh, he wasn't a, a Roman type of a warrior. He was a lot o- a lot older than Romans, about 3,000 years from way back then. Uh, this time, when this time. And, and David, too, was, was, was an anointed warrior. He was able to kill many people. So the, the presence of God and the anointing of God has always been with God's people. Amen. I was wondering if these people were, these ones that were mentioned, they were from the tribes, from different tribes. It doesn't mention their tribes. No, it doesn't. 
but it mentions the little, the the town that they they came from, but I'm sure they're all Jewish. They're, I mean, they're all Israelites, you know, from each. Uh, you know, I was wondering if some were Gentiles. It could be. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, um, you know, it starts off. I, I, I want. Um, this is a psalm here. Yeah, I think it's Psalm 18 around there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Lord is my rock, my fortress, my. Sa- I mean, He just calls out who the Lord is. The Lord's my rock. You know, we stand on the solid rock. He's our fortress. <clears throat> He's our savior. And that's that's where a, we get protection. Amen. That's a good example of God speaking, and He says it Himself. David, the son of Jesse, speaks. David, the mm-hmm. man who was raised up so high. David, the man anointed by the God of Jacob. David, the seen psalmist of Israel. Mm-hmm. The Spirit of the Lord speaks through me. His words are upon oh, my, my tongue. tongue. Yeah. And look at that. Look at this incredible psalm. And he and he did most of the, he did a lot of the psalms mm-hmm. that he. Uh, Sang a song to the Lord. The Lord rescued him from all his enemies and from Saul. He sang. The study says David praised God wholeheartedly. In this song, David uses many words, pictures such as rock, light, and shield to portray God's marvelous attributes. Praise is not just a song about God. It is a song to God. Praising God has several aspects to it. First, thank Him for each attribute of His divine nature. As you read the Bible, look for other characteristics God has that you can thank Him for. Second, focus your heart on God. Take on an attribute of God, such as His mercy, and concentrate on it for an entire week in your meditation and prayer. Third, thank God for His many gracious gifts. Make a list, count your blessings for it. Thank God for your relationship with Him. Through Christ, you have been given the gift of salvation. Tell God afresh how much you appreciate the gift. His gift, Himself. Amen. Amen. Yeah, you know, it talks about the characteristics of God, and He just He just describes Him so well. You know, He's our protection. Um, he saves us. He protects us. He's our fortress where we go when we got a problem. Um, wow! Even how He describes how the smoke comes from His nostrils, smoke poured from His nostrils, fierce flames leap from His mouth, and you can see the. The opening of the, it talks about the the water in here. The bottom of the sea could be seen and the foundations of the earth were laid bare. I just got a picture of seeing that sea floor. Yeah, whoa. from his nostrils. Yeah, hallelujah. Pushes back all the water. Amen. Yeah. And, you know, how the Lord supports you to a time of safety. Amen. The Lord will provide. Yeah. And our God should be glorified. Mm, that's so good. Amen. Acts two. Okay. Acts chapter two. Okay. Uh, Acts two, verses one through forty-seven. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. At that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. 
when they heard the loud noise, everyone came running, and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. They were completely amazed. How can this be? They exclaimed. These people are all from Galilee. And yet we hear them speaking in our own na native languages. Here we are Parthians, Medes, Elamites, people from Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, the province of Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the areas of Libya around Cyrene. Visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts, converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, as well. And we all hear these people speaking in our own language about the wonderful things God has done. They stood there amazed and perplexed. What can this mean? They ask each other. But others in the crowd ridicule them, saying, They're just drunk, that's all. Then Peter stepped forward with the eleven the other apostles and shouted to the crowd, Listen carefully, all you fellow Jews and residents of Jerusalem. Make no mistake about this. These people are not drunk, as some of you are assuming. Nine o'clock in the morning is much too early for that. No, what you see was predicted long ago by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. Amen. And I will cause wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and clouds of smoke. The sun will become dark, and the moon will turn bloody red. But the before the great and glorious day of the Lord arrives. But everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. People of Israel, listen. God publicly endorsed Jesus the Nazarene by doing powerful miracles, wonders, and signs through him, as you well know. But God knew what would happen, and his prearranged plan was carried out when Jesus was betrayed. Within, with the help of lawless Gentiles, you nail him to the cross and kill him. But God released him from the horrors of death and raised him back to life. For death could not keep him in his grip. King David said this about him. I see that the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken. He is right beside me. No wonder my heart is glad and my tongue shouts his praises. My body rests in hope, for you will not leave my soul among the dead, or allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. You have shown me the way of life, and you will fill me with the joy of your presence. Dear brothers, think about this. You can be sure that the patriarch David was referring to himself. For he died and was buried, and his tomb is still here among us. But he was a prophet, and he knew God had promised with an oath that one of David's own descendants would sit on his throne. David was looking into the future and speaking of the Messiah's resurrection. He was saying that God would not leave him among the dead or allow his body to rot in the grave. God raised Jesus from the dead, and we are all witness of this. Now he is exalted to the place of highest honor in heaven at God's right hand. 
and the Father as he had promised, gave him the Holy Spirit. And the Father, as he had promised, gave him the Holy Spirit to pour out upon us. And as you see here today, for David himself ascended into heaven, yet he said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies. Make them a footstool under your feet. So let everyone in Israel know for certain that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified to be both Lord and Messiah. Peter's words pierced their hearts, and they said to him and to the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is to you and to your children and even to the Gentiles, all who have been called by the Lord our God. Then Peter continued preaching for a long time, strongly urging all his, his listeners, Save yourself from the crooked, this crooked generation. Those who believe what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day, about 3,000 in all. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miracles, signs, and wonders. Miraculous signs and wonders. Miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possession and shared the money with those in need. They worshipped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God, enjoying the goodwill of all people, and each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Amen. Wow. Amen. That's a lot of reading there. Yeah. Um, it's amazing how what I get here, but really what stands out to me is uh -huh. is the uh, really <clears throat> is the is is how the Gentiles start. The Lord's Supper is separate from eating. Mm, amen. It's two different things here. Yes, it says, mm. you know, the, they added they yes. they the new, the new believers came into, mm -hmm. and then the great joy. That uh, <clears throat> that is a reward of filling with His presence. When Jesus was raised up from the dead, You have showed me the way of life, and You filled me with the joy of Your presence. So God's reward is joy. Amen. Here in the earth, we get happiness from from present present good things, but joy is our reward when we seek God. Amen, that's right. You know, and Jesus purchased the peace for us. He purchased that joy for us that when he went back into the heavens, that joy, that righteousness is available for us. And we thank you for that love. He loves us even in our sins. When we were sinners, when we continue to sin, and when we continue to clean up our act, he loves us. Amen. Amen. What'd you get? Oh, wow. Like, just like you said about the Lord's Supper, you know, here's a, examples of communion. You know, they got together and they partake of the Holy Communion together. Um, it was awesome. And then um, I like how they explained here what David saw in the Spirit and when he 
this is from Psalm 110. The Lord said to my Lord, sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies, making them a footstool under your feet. Um, you know, it's like a place of rest when you're going through a problem or a difficulty or, you know, the adversary's nipping at your heels. You sit down and you take your position in Christ and you allow the Lord to go to work for you. And you just rest in that. You don't worry. Um, you don't lose sleep over it. You say, I'm a child of God. My hope is in the Lord. He's my fortress. He's my strong tower. And that's what you do. You know, you don't have your stomach hurting all day and headaches from all the stress. You really just take your position in Christ. Um, but he's, he saw that in the spirit. And um, I remember in, that, in the scriptures of John where they questioned him about this. Well, how can David say that? You know, the Lord said to my Lord, and, um, you know, Jesus answered them. Um, they were confused about that, that scripture. Um, it's awesome. It's a great chapter. I like the way, you know, Peter, um, I, I didn't know here it says that when Peter was preaching, um, there were 3,000 baptized and added to the church on that day. But Peter was guy preaching for a long time, and they came in. 3,000 of them. And um, it's just a really good, amazing the baptism of the Holy Spirit in the beginning. And then they go into Joel chapter 2. I think it's 2 or 3, but I'll pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. In those days I will pour out my spirit even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. And I will cause wonders in the heavens above and signs in the earth below, blood and fire and clouds of smoke. Wow, that's amazing because we're going to experience, uh, we're going to see more of that on the earth as the days, you know, in these days. This is the time. This is the time that we're to see, you know, the, the increase of dreams and, and the visions of the young generation and just prophetic words going forth into the earth. And seeing the signs and wonders. So I like that scripture in Joel a lot. Okay. Another thing I wanted to say real fast is, uh, you know, that Jesus said the scripture cannot be broken. Okay. And uh, I think it was a thousand years before Jesus came along, maybe 900 years, when uh, David lived and he wrote the Psalms. And when he wrote this Psalm, the Lord said to my Lord, and it says, the, in other words, this, this was the scripture that brought Jesus back to heaven. He says, the Lord said to my Messiah, Amen. Adonai said to, uh, you know, uh, however it goes, to the Lord Jesus, sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies. That's mm. the time that we're living. Mm, we're humbling. This is... In Psalm 149, it says, This is the inheritance of the saints to, to, to put shackles on the enemies of God, mm. you know, to bind them with fetters of iron, mm. you know, for their disobedience, you know, the spirits out there. Mm, so that's why we clap our hands and praise God, mm. and we do battle by be rejoicing mm. in the victory of and Jesus Christ, word, bringing yes. His presence into our realm, and those guys get shackled up. We fight with praise. Amen. And He's here, sit at the place of honor on my right hand until I humble your enemy, making them a footstool under your feet. 
Hallelujah. And we are the church and the body of Christ, and we make the enemy the footstool under our feet. Mm. Amen. I just wanted to point that out. Okay, let me go ahead and read Psalm 122, okay. 1 through 9. It mm-hmm. says, We ask God to give the community of believers peace instead of arguments and division, and to give His chosen people, Israel, peace with God through Jesus Christ the Messiah. Amen. So you hear that? We pray for the peace of Jerusalem, and we pray for the body of the fellow Christians, believers, that they will harmonize. A new planet Amen. Okay, Psalm 122. I was glad when they said to me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. And now here we are, standing inside your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is a well-built city. Its seamless walls cannot be breached. All the tribes of Israel, the Lord's people, make their pilgrimage here. They come to give thanks to the name of the Lord as the law requires of Israel. Here stands the thrones where judgment is given, the thrones of the dynasty of David. Pray for peace in Jerusalem. May all who love this city prosper. O Jerusalem, may there be peace within your walls and prosperity in your palaces. For the sake of my family and friends, I will say, may you have peace. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek what is best for you, O Jerusalem. Proverbs 16, 19-20, amen, says, Better to live humbly with the poor than to share plunder with the proud. Better to live humbly with the poor than to share plunder with the proud. And those who listen to instruction will prosper. But those who trust the Lord, those who trust the Lord will be joyful. Amen. Now, what is instruction to you? Remember, instruction is buffeting. Instruction is... Uh, Correction. Mm. Instruction has like a, a, a sandpaper, acetic type of, a, of that, that it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt you, but it's going to straighten you out. So we pray that God will instruct us in a manner that we can learn, you know. We're always instructed by harsh situations, you know, mm-hmm. instructions. It may, it may lead to that. If we can't understand the printed page and act on that, then God will bring instructions. Amen. Those who listen to instructions, looks like inside you, it strikes you, the words strike you inside your soul, will prosper. And you make the adjustments. I make the adjustments. Anyway, thank you. I love you. God bless you. May the word of God prosper. We are fired up. Amen. Anything else, honey? No, I'm going to take the books with us.